This is Bioflash. The focus for us has always been do great science with great people and focus on patients. The real mission is to say we're curing 20%. How do we make that 40? How do we make that 60? If you can't change clinical practice in a way that improves outcomes for patients and lowers the cost of care, you may as well not start. Part of being at a small startup biotech company is how quickly we can, we can move. If Roche can buy Genentech, if Pfizer can buy Wyeth, any motivated party can buy anybody else. Welcome to BioFlash, the podcast about the San Francisco Bay Area's biotech ecosystem. I'm Ron Ludy, the biotech reporter with the San Francisco Business Times. About a year ago, I reported on depression in the workplace, and it was eye-opening, at least for me. It made me more sensitive, for one thing, to the language of mental health, let alone access to mental health care and other issues, including emerging technologies such as brain imaging that could help with access to care, diagnosis, and getting the right treatment to the right person at the right time. It's an especially relevant subject given ongoing research at the globally influential institutions here in the Bay Area, namely Stanford, UCSF, and UC Berkeley. So when Bring Change to Mind brought its annual Revels and Revelations event to San Francisco, I thought it would be great to bring some of those issues up again. At the event, Bring Change to Mind honored actor-comedian Billy Crystal with its first Robin Williams Legacy of Laughter Award. Robin Williams, you'll remember, committed suicide at his home near Tiburon just three years ago after a long struggle with depression. His death, however, shined a fresh light on how mental health disorders, often silently, are a daily struggle for many people around us right now. That's where San Francisco-based Bring Change to Mind comes in. The nonprofit was co-founded in 2009 by the actress Glenn Close, whose family has been touched by mental health disorders. The organization is trying to reshape the discussion around mental health and educate those with mental health disorders, as well as the general population, to hashtag talk to anyone. To that end, it has a program in more than 100 high schools in the Bay Area and Southern California. One in four families are touched by mental health disorders, and some are so locked in by the stigma of depression or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or whatever that diagnosis, treatment, and education never get discussed and never come out of the shadows. We were lucky enough at the Bring Change to Mind event to catch a few minutes with Billy Crystal as he talked about the award named after his good friend Robin Williams and Glenn Close as she talked about advances in diagnosis and treatment and her family's mental health journey from revelation to education. 
So th this has got to be a kind of a bittersweet award for you. Absolutely. Um, where where do you take this? I mean, where do you do you use this as a platform to talk about mental health issues? And well, I I didn't look at it that way. Um, I just was so moved that that I'd be one that they went to first with Robin's name on it, which meant oh man, it's another marker. It's it's you know I keep healing. It's taken a long time. Right. Right. So when you get it's another he's gone. There's an award in his name. It's emotional. Well, let me ask you. And I'll try to hold it together as best I can and still try to be funny because that's what we're supposed to do tonight. Well, what would he What would he do if he was accepting an award with your name on it? Tonight? He'd go nuts. And then he'd cry. So that's probably what's going to happen. I haven't prepared anything. I didn't think in the spirit of, of the award or, what, you know... What would I say? What would I do? Usually, I definitely make notes. I don't know. We'll see what happens, you know. And that's how we, when we were doing comic relief together all those years, we'd, we'd spend all week writing, coming up with ideas and things and that. And then we come to showtime and we didn't do any of them. We would just, you know, we'd look at each other right before we go on and we'd just go, I'll meet you at the end. <laughs> Your sister, and you've spoken a lot about this, yes. was diagnosed with bipolar disease. Um, disorder. Disorder, sorry. Um, and her net, her son uh, is diagnosed with schizophrenia. So when you, get the di when you got the diagnosis, when you heard about this from her... Um, she didn't have a diagnosis. She came to me saying, I need help, I can't stop thinking about killing myself. Wow. And it took a while to get her properly diagnosed. But when she was properly diagnosed, then her, her life really began on a whole new level. And, and she has, she is an extraordinary person. She owns her illness, she has learned how to manage it, and she's living a great life. She's a grandma of two, you know, had two grandkids. And this, Thank God she's here. <laughs> and this foundation that, you, that you've set up, um, what has been your journey from that initial conversation with with your sister to to the um, what your nephew went Kaylin, through. Yes. Yeah. Um, where did you grow as far as your own education in the mental health? Totally. I mean, our family had no di no vocabulary for mental illness. My dad was a doctor. Um, never did it occur to us that Jess's behavior might be because of because of the mental disorder. Just, I just, I, it just. It was not talked about, not even supposed. Um, so when she was properly diagnosed, we had to learn what that was. And also with Kaylin. And, just, and it was, you know, perplexing and scary at first. I mean, we went through what anybody goes through. You know, he, when Kaylin came out of the hospital, he had a different look on his face. And I think... He's taught me so much. He's such an extraordinary human being. I, I said to them the, the other day, you know, you've lost that look that was so frightening. Um, and he said, but you have to understand that that look was because I was terrified. So I said, all those years I was misreading. Wow. You know, and I think that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, because us humans, we read each other's faces and 
um, sometimes somebody who's terrified can seem terrifying, mm-hmm. and and I think that can be a very uh, stigmatizing uh, phenomenon. So I've learned so much from both of them, <clears throat> and I'm so proud of them, and and so and the fact that they're coming here tonight from Bozeman, Montana, is wonderful. Yep. So. Why is your foundation based here in San Francisco? Because our uh, our CEO is based in San Francisco, and she requested that. Okay. <laughs> Simple <Okay>. as that. <laughs> and, and, and it's fun. also wonderful because we. This has been a, an incredibly engaged. But the board is wonderful. Most of them are from you know the West Coast, um, and this this I, this whole um, community, I think, has been. Well, I don't even have to talk to some of them how open the community has been. But I think tonight is going to be a, a kind of a groundbreaking night. And uh, so I think it has a good home here. Are, are you encouraged by treatments? I, I've reported some on um, even new insights with brain imaging and that sort of thing to get the right diagnosis for the right person to get the right drug, if it is a drug, to, to the, at the right time. What do you see from your unique perspective? Well, my sister and and her son were part of a double-blind trial at uh, McLean Harvard uh, because they discovered that they had um, genes that affect your your uh, psychotic behavior. Um, they had a rare mutation, so that was a genetic study, and that to me was really hopeful because they were able to to <clears throat> take that one gene and then see what affected it and give them medications to see how it affected their behavior. And that's something very real and very vital, which I think will change the landscape of mental health if it gets funded, uh, because you can be more specific. I think one of the things that's so difficult about the meds today is that they're so general in many ways uh, that they can help uh, in, in very crucial ways, but they also can have terrible side effects. And um, I hopefully, if if uh, our leaders and <laughs> and we demand that uh, research be funded, I think I, to me, brain imaging yes is incredible, along with uh, the genetic revolution. I think. And and you, yeah. the part of what I've seen in the materials is this is really the the last frontier for human rights, or one of the last frontiers. In I think health. so. I mean, look what's come out. Uh, across the world now about abuse. We've all known that, that you know, uh, abuse of women is a global phenomenon that's been going on for millennia. And I think uh, mental illness is the same. It is a phenomenon. One in four of us is affected by it. It's been going on since the beginning of time. And I think uh, it is a question of giving the people who live with mental illness a chance to be full and supported members of our society. If we don't, we are losing a huge wealth of talent and insight. Thanks for listening to this latest episode of BioFlash. Be sure to follow our daily coverage of the Bay Area's biotech industry at SanFranciscoBusinessTimes.com. And you can follow me and give me your feedback and tips on Twitter at rludy, that's R-L-E-U-T-Y underscore biotech. BioFlash is produced by Kevin Trong.